Hey everybody, season's finally over. Jack Grimsey and Robert Lintot here with the Holdcast, closing out that horror season. Robert, I think we're all just relieved it's finally over. Yeah, God, it, I thought we were going to end on a high note after that, after that Everton match and then the West Ham match. I thought maybe we would go out with some good feelings, but boy, howdy, they managed to burn that to the ground. Yeah, it seems like everyone. I mean, the mood around Villa was amazing after that Liverpool win in the FA Cup, then beating Everton, beating West Ham, and even securing safety on the day that we got throttled by Southampton. And I don't know, I kind of think that day, once the club, once everybody realized we'd survive, they they just went out drinking, I guess, like Jack Grealish the other day. Yeah, saw those pictures. Hell, hell of a time Jackie had. L- literally, that's what we looked like against Burnley, the whole it, squad. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I mean, they look like such junk. They look like they didn't even care. And then, all right, they're saving it all up for the FA Cup final. That's fine. It doesn't matter the last day of the season. Then they came out in the FA Cup final and looked worse. Yeah, if, I mean, if it was possible. And we knew, we knew from the get-go, we knew going into the match that Villa were going to have to hit on the counter. It was going to have to be smash and grab, you know, like how... Look at the the 83 European Cup against Bayern. Totally outmatched, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you can win. And really, it it just wasn't going to happen. Even Hull put up up a better fight last year, which is what I'm disappointed in because, I mean, it got got pretty ugly late. Yeah, it... it, I mean, yeah, that, that was the big issue was that we just didn't look like fighting. And before we get anyone angry, Jack just said 83 European Cup. He meant 82. He knows it. We know sorry. it. Don't send us emails or tweets or, oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry. I'm on full alert. People got offended by the fact that I don't like Jamie Vardy today. So our, our readers and listeners are in full-on sensitive mode. Yeah, but, sorry. Sorry. I didn't I didn't sleep last night. Yeah. So if you, no. if, you, if you don't follow me on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> But I, yeah, you're right. We just we looked like crap. It was ugh, and everything about this season flipping blue. Exactly. I mean, I can I'll tweet you guys a screenshot of my notes. Not going to say all the words on the podcast, but um, we're a family friendly really, podcast. Really, really disappointed in how the Tom Cleverly situation ended up panning out. I mean. He looked like a lock, and it was it's Ryan Bertrand all over again, or Bertrand, I guess. Some, I don't know. Martin Tyler says it two ways in FIFA. Are you supposed to know? But come on, come on. I thought we had him, and I thought the money wasn't the big issue, as we've seen now with Micah Richards. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's like the Ryan Bertrand situation in the fact that Villa had a good player and we just let him go. It's unlike the Ryan Bertrand situation in that I think we all sort of knew Bertrand was leaving because he had basically said he wasn't all that happy here. Cleverly, up until the day he flipping left, seemingly, was telling us how great it was to be at Villa, how happy he was to be working with Tim Sherwood, and oh, by the way, F you guys, I'm going to Everton. Yeah, Bertrand, it seems like he was just leasing an expensive car for a year. Cleverly, almost feels like he put on a down payment on a house. Like, it seemed like he was going to stay. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, of course, it's his right to go. Maybe he got more money. Maybe he just wanted to be closer to home. Although England isn't really all that big. You're never that far from home. I mean, you can't blame him for being able to go to Southampton, start there, and they're an amazing team. Yeah. Anyone, anyone would do that if they could. I mean, it just sucks that, just sucks that that's the way it went down because another summer and another issue at left back. 
Yeah, absolutely. And with Cleverly, it's far less clear to me that Everton are an amazing team. Uh, you know, when, when Bertrand left for Southampton, it's like, okay, yeah, they're going to be great, they're going to be really good, and you're going to be a part of that. I'm not sure that that's the same is true at Everton. I think with Everton, they, they had a terrible season, and they're it's going to be better next year for them. That has yeah. to be. Lukaku, Lukaku was junk. They played too many games with the Europa League, and their squad wasn't big enough. Yeah. It just, I mean, yeah, that... It, for some reason, just irrationally irritated me, the whole Cleverly deal. No, no, and I, I agree with you because of, like, as you were saying, what Cleverly had been saying, at least publicly, maybe had totally had diff different ideas all along. It's just frustrating because it seems like it's an agent thing. Yeah, it, it, it really does. Um, and even if it's not a money thing, it's a prestige thing. It's, oh, get in the England squad, play for Everton, don't play for Villa, even though you have Fabian Delph, who's holding it down in England midfield. Yeah, exactly. Get in the England squad, which you did based on your performances with Aston Villa. With yeah. your England compatriot Fabian Delph a few feet to your left. Yeah, in a starting spot at Villa under an English manager in Sherwood when, not saying anything against Martinez because he's Spanish, but with Everton, they have a lot more players that are capable in that role with closer skill levels, levels to Tom Cleverley. Like, you look at Villa now, what are we going to see Gary Gardner come in? Which I can't complain because look at how Grealish panned out. Yeah, exactly. If there's anyone to bring Gary Gardner into the system, I think Tim Sherwood is the one to do it. But you're exactly right. It just it's it's a move that, to my mind, makes absolutely no sense for Tom Cleverley. And if it was a thing of Villa weren't offering him enough money, that doesn't make any sense either because he was a free transfer. And just like we've talked about Micah Richards, and we'll talk about coming up, I'm sure. With the free transfer, you can offer higher wages because you're not having to pay X million dollars to get the guy in. Yeah, you didn't have to pay the fee in January, which we had agreed upon was a terrible idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, you know, that was $7 million. If you say Cleverly was maybe worth, at the end of the season, 5 or $6 million, give him $3 million worth of extra wages over the term of the contract, and I bet he sticks around. Exactly. It's 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 basic math. I mean, I don't know. Or maths, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You almost made me choke. Um, that but... that would have been bad. I don't think I would, could solo it the rest of the way out. <laughs> who, who would upload it to YouTube? Like Everyone would be like, what happened to Robert? And I'd be like... Well, no, the show goes straight to YouTube. You, you just wouldn't have, you wouldn't have a way to put it on BTR. So you're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, the, the listeners wouldn't have been able to to see choking, if, you know, without the video. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. The whole Cleverly situation is flipping annoying. Um, I I really can't believe we lost out on him. I It just it sort of struck me as if that was the given and that was what the rest of the summer was going to be built around. And losing that means we have to do a lot more work in the summer. It's funny that you should say or use the word given right there, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentional, but go on. What do you think should happen at goal at the goalkeeper position at this club this summer? I put Brad Guzan back in. Given uh, in his last three matches gave up eleven goals. Yes, yes, exactly. But I think I don't think Jed Steer is a capable backup. I'd rather see someone signed, not maybe not necessarily to try to start over Brad Guzan, but at least to push him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see someone sign, but I think the Shea Given experiment should be over. Um, you know, if you're willing to bench Brad Guzan for a sort of bad three-goal game at Manchester City, you sure as hell should be able to bench Shea Given, old man Given, for giving up, you know, ten goals combined between Arsenal and Southampton. Um, that strikes me as a benchable offense. Get him to uh, yeah, I think giving up just bucket goals is worse than a one career-worst mistake. And then yeah. Kieran Richardson being an idiot. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, I Get rid of Given. I wish we could find some way to sell him, but there's no one that's going to take it's, him he, on. His he team. has just a year, right? Yeah, he has just a year. He has absurdly high wages. There's He's... He's radioactive material at this point. No one's going to pay for that. And and the other thing is no one's going to take him on a free and eat his wages. Yeah, exactly. So and, I mean, even though he was good at Middlesbrough the two years ago on loan, like if, if he goes on loan, it's like a football manager. They're going to pay, what, 20% of his wages or something. No championship club can afford that. Yeah, no not, kidding. Not even QPR is dumb enough to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Never underestimate the stupidity of QPR. Um, but Remember yeah. when we almost went down and QPR almost stayed out, but yeah. that really saved us. God, it, it I think just... I think that's the highlight of the season. Is, is Benteke saving us against QPR? And maybe just him saving us in general. Yeah, absolutely. His his resurgence under Tim Sherwood, um, bringing him back to the player we all knew. Um, before Tim Sherwood came along, I was pretty convinced we would keep Benteke this summer because he looked like such junk that no one would want him. Oh, I was ultra convinced. I, I thought his value was going to be back down to, to to five million because that's how things work these days. Everything's crazy. Like, yeah. What have you done for me lately? Um, yeah, even though yeah, less than his initial value. Yeah, exactly. So it just, I yeah, that has to be a highlight of this season. There aren't many highlights. What was what was your number one moment from this season? Oh, I think I think it has to be just clinching the just when when we beat Liverpool it was an amazing game we dominated really a, a lot of it a large portion and then Liverpool credit them for just stepping on the gas right at the end and making it very very nervy yeah but uh yeah it, it, that was a hell of a game because it, I mean although the final stings I think really we should have just been happy to be there that's what it was initially, and then as the game got closer, it was like, oh, well, maybe we can actually win this. Like, oh, but it yeah, ran into we, Arsenal on a bad day. We should be happy to be there, but unfortunately, it looked like the team wasn't actually there. So it's hard for me to be all that happy about that final. But I think I think our fans, all the Villa fans that went there, I think that was, I mean, really, a, a, obviously the bright spot of the match. Yeah, I mean, I think the Villa fans were the single best performers in that entire match, and that includes the Arsenal squad. Because even with the team, you know, pulling down their pants and laying it hurt on the field, uh, the fans never shut up. They were loud as ever. They were as passionate as ever. They were, you know, they were exactly what we expect from Villa fans. Um, exactly. From, I mean, you always, from the fans who dragged us into the dark ages of football in the FA Cup. Yeah, the dark ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to say the highlight, I think, was the West Brom double. Doing it no, twice. The West, the West Brom double for, yeah, kind of a, a longer moment, really, cause if you just had a goal as the moment, or you know. Yeah, but the, the West Brom double, the, the buildup of just 
sphincter tightening terror going into that match and then winning the Premier League match and five days later uh, making sure they weren't able to clinch a trip to Wembley on the Villa Park pitch was absolutely incredible. Yeah, we sent them back to the Dark Ages. But <laughs> they were already there because Pulis was using four center backs. But, um, oh, God. yeah, I mean, I, that the first the league match against West Brom was nuts because the penalty that Matt Lowton won playing left back, it was just the and what uh, the only penalty we had this season or the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the uh, the last moment that we had a really competent performance at left back all season, I think. Yeah, and I, mean, I think he was a late sub too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I actually don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that. I think his day that day was the best left back performance we had for the rest of the season. Easily, easily. He was all over the place. He doesn't have a good left foot, but he can cut in and cross it with his right because his right's that good. Yeah. I, just, I don't get why he's going to get swapped for Kieran Trippier. I mean, Trippier is a really good right back. Mm-hmm. The thing is, why do we need a right back? Especially if we're getting Micah Richards. Well, okay, I think, I think Richards, it depends on what happens with Vlar, but I think Richards would be really good in a back three. And that's what the, I mean, that's what Fiorentina use a lot. I do too. And, and Alex has been talking this up a lot on Twitter, um, that a three, five, two with Aston Villa with Micah Richards, yours, Agora, Kieran Clark could be absolutely amazing to see. Yeah. Or, or a three, a three, four, three, something like that. And speaking of Alex, he actually just tweeted me. Why is Aston Villa so stupid? I mean, <laughs> because that's know. the way they have always been. That's the way they will always be. Because we just just got rid of Michael Bradley and Jean McCoon for free, which yeah. I mean, we we this week on the site, the writer question was, "Who is your favorite summer signing?" So I guess I mean, you guys will see that. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. What tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. That goes up tomorrow. Uh, no, well, yeah, because this goes up yeah. Tuesday. That goes up Wednesday. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your worst moment of the season? Hmm. I don't know. I think just a combination of all the stupid, idiotic red cards that we just kept getting for no reason. It just no. Actually, no. It would it would be when we lost to Hull on my birthday. That was pretty bad. I thought we were down for sure. Yeah, that that to me was the worst moment of the season as well. It was just absolutely terrible. Um, one thing that really blew my mind. I did the season in review column over the weekend, and it posted Monday morning. Um, and to, in my mind, in your mind, what's the losing streak that stands out to you this season? It's not a losing streak. It's just a goalless streak. So, so the goalless streak, but the one in the fall, right? Yeah, yeah, in the fall. Yeah, as a, and because that's one that stood out to me, right? We went 80 days from September 13th to December 2nd. We went 80 days without a Premier League win, right? And that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that winless streak, yeah. Yeah, that winless Obviously streak. Obviously, you can't win if you don't score. Yeah. The thing that blew my mind, though, is because it doesn't stand out in my head because we had a few FA Cup wins in the middle, is we won that game, and then we won the next one, and then we went 86 days without a Premier League win. Yeah, that's, I mean, quite frankly, that's unacceptable. And even though Sherwood <laughs> Sherwood has pissed away a couple matches and really some points that games that should have ended in draws, at least he can get a win now and again. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and like I wrote in that article, there were in a 171-day stretch last year, Villa got two Premier League wins. 
That yeah, is a Premier what, League win every 85 days. That's on pace for four in a calendar year. Yeah, it's just... Like, that's it, just... I don't know. You're going to have the lowest point total in a Premier League season if that happens. And it, I mean, it sucks. It sucks how Paul Lambert got that new contract right after Villa got off to an incredible start. Yeah, that's probably costing the club some money, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say it's going to costing the club a, a little bit of cash. But on at the same time, look at what Paul Lambert did by bringing in Christian Benteke. If he gets sold, that pays for everything. That pays for like two summers of transfers, honestly. With the way, yeah. the way we've been spending, I, one of my one of my least favorite moments of the year is going to be when we sell Carlos Heel this summer because it, it's dumb. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just crazy that we're going to get rid of the guy. I, I yeah. There's a lot of dumbness going around. I hope Carlos Heel stays. I don't think he will. And it seems like it's just just because he's Lambert's guy. He was Lambert's last signing. Hardly even knew him. And I don't know. I. It's hard to say now, but I think maybe in three, two, three years, we'll be looking back and say, wow, actually, Paul Lambert was just going to, I don't know, a doorman or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, not man- not managing, but I think in, in a director of football role or something. But Yeah. It, I, I, but it, I don't even know what to make of that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it looks like Benteke is going to get offered a new contract, which is which is good. Yeah, uh, and and he he apparently has been offered a new contract, or they're going to, or something like that. Um, I like the idea that Villa are at least making him make a decision. They're not just sort of waiting for other people to come in. Do you think they let him go if no one meets the thirty-two million evaluation? No, I don't. I know. I think what's going to happen with the new contract is he's going to get a raise, maybe ten thousand a week more, and the release cost is going to be bumped up to fifty million. And you're yeah. going to say, pay us. Because you have a, a dump truck full of money from the Premier League TV. So you can pay us. Look what Swansea have done. They held out for Bunny. They hold out for their, their good players. And Southampton do. And look, they, that's how you build a squad and try to contend for Europe. Yeah. Um, I, I can see someone meeting the $32.5 million valuation, though. And at that point, Villa don't have any choice. Um, I still sort of think Benteke is gone over the summer. Yeah, I, I'm hoping like a bidding war ensues, or, and he goes for 35 or 40 or something, because it just always, you know, he's gonna go. It's, it's. I don't know. I hate to keep talking about video games, but like in Football Manager, if you feel like you know he's he's gonna end up going, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna be kind of screwed when he does. But you just gotta hope that you can get a ton of cash, and then the players you buy with it will be decent. Yeah. And really, really, we need help at striker. Oh, yes, absolutely, especially if Fenteke goes, and if the rumors are true that Sherwood is going to release Vyman and Kozak. Yeah, I think Vyman's gone to Derby. I, that's a shocker if he doesn't, hasn't even seen him play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Kozak, God only knows if he'll ever be uninjured again. He has what, another, he has another year on his contract. Yeah, something like that, and, and when, so... It'd be nice to see him again. I think he could be useful to this side. And because of the fact that, you know, his medics, his his doctors failed him with that broken leg, I'm not sure we'll ever get to see him again. No, and I think I think he'd be someone who you'd like to have on the bench to bring on late when you just need a huge dude to go up and headbutt people. I thought that's what Joe Cole was for. Oh, yeah, I guess we have Joe Cole still. V- he, was just two, he was just a two-door, right? 
Say that again? I feel like Joe Cole was a two-year contract. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it doesn't really matter because he's not sucking up huge wages and he didn't cost anything. Keep him on the no, bench. No, but it is, it is wages that can be like his wages plus Luna's wages would have equaled Cleverly's wages plus 10000 a week. You know, it's, it's just the little things add up when you have to pinch the pennies still. Yeah, that's true. Um, will we have to pinch the pennies for much longer, though? Because, you know, we've got apparently a buyer in an exclusivity window with the club. Yeah, and that's it's interesting that they they gave that exclusivity window. I mean, there there was a really great article um, from the Birmingham Mail explaining what happens next. And one thing they said was, if this exclusivity window goes on for ages, then it's probably a sign that something is not working. But if it um, if we get to the period where we hear who the buyer is pretty quickly, that's a good sign. The, the worry is that an exclusivity window does not guarantee a buyer will be had. No, no, it, it doesn't. And I'm. it looks like at this point it's not going to be Azerbaijan, and I think that's good. Yeah. Um, it, I'm really fascinated to know who this Same. is. But, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see who it is. It's, it's looking like you can make money on the Premier League even without just trying to cheapskate it by and barely surviving. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, and and if that's not true now, it will be in two seasons. No, and and I think it is now because even the Europa League, is it's going to be about twice as profitable this next coming season, and now if you win it, you're in the Champions League. So I I don't know why people won't take the Europa League seriously. What are you going to lose? Ten ten million in the league for I don't know. You're not going to beat Sevilla, I guess, but. Yeah, that's the problem. It, it's. You know, if you win it, you're in the Champions League, but you have to win an entire tournament to make the Champions League. Um, and, and that, you know, if you're at the point where you qualify for the Europa League just through position, you're probably easier to move up in the Champions League spots in your own league than it is to win the Europa. Yeah, probably, but even getting through the group stages and into one or two of the knockout rounds is going to be worth a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Um so there's money to be had. I think if we get new owners, we can actually see some maybe some new investment, um, some new player outlays. I think at that point, then we can maybe drop the money to do a Benteke. Um, there's been speculation that this Richards deal is a sign that the new owners or the, the wannabe new owners have sort of given their go-ahead for bigger wages. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think, I think with a new owner, that's going to be what's expected. You're going to expect them to splash the cash a little bit when they come in. Try to make an impact, get fans in the stands, really, because we've seen that's been a problem at Villa over the past couple of years. Understandably so. I mean, when the, the product is really that bad, it's, yeah. it was just depressing. It was cancerous to go when Lambert was the boss. I mean, hell, I, it's hard to watch on home, at home on your couch. Yeah, or, or not, or just sleep through it because it's miserable. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. But anyways, I think I think you expect them to send some money or spend some money. Obviously, you're always going to have to sell the buy. Look at Chelsea; they have to sell the buy. Yeah. Um, although God knows, not as much as we do. Um, no, and they they trade forty million dollar players, but yeah, it really does feel like sort of a one in one out policy at the club right now. Um, I know that's not strictly speaking true, but until we get new owners, until we hear otherwise, that's how it feels. And I think it's nice from a standpoint is that you're trying to clear out all the dead wood. All I worry is that 
Sherwood is just too quick to the axe and he loses everything. I mean, I don't really buy into team chemistry so much, but I buy into even less that these players are just losers because all they've done is lose. That's yeah. stupid. And, I mean, and, hire a sports psychologist. Say that again, you broke up a bit. Oh, sorry, I, I said hire a sports psychologist because if you think they're just you think they're just losers because they've lost? That's that's dumb. A sports psychologist should be able to fix that. Although it should be pointed out, they can't possibly be losers because all they've done is lost. Because as soon as Sherwood came in, they started winning. That same batch of players. And more importantly, when they were kids growing up, they were all winning because they're now professional footballers, so they're the best players. Yeah, exactly. It. Um, but that's it. I'm okay with Sherwood having sort of a quick axe if if he wants to build this team in his image. The one thing that really worries me about that is what happens if new owners come in pretty quickly and decide they don't want Sherwood and he's alienated a bunch of people and, oh, God, what happens then? Well, the offseason's so short, and it's so, so risky to try to do something like that during the season. Yeah, it's true. You can't do it in January. You can't be like, okay, you're out just because we're in 14th and we should be in 9th. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just... I worry about it. I worry about it too, and I think it, it really could happen. That's why it's I mean it, it doesn't make sense, but it could go down. I think we worry about it mostly because that's exactly what's happened for the past five years. Yeah, starting with Martin O'Neill. Mm -hmm. That's why you just always excuse me, shit your pants about that. But Yeah, it's 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 a bit worrisome to me and and I guess we're losing some players that I'd like to see around, but I'm I'm willing to give Sherwood the benefit of a doubt here because it can't get much worse than it was. I mean, sure, we could get dropped, but at this point, it would almost feel like a mercy killing. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to go down. I think this was the year that had to have been survived. And as we got a a Facebook question from Stephen Hammes Green, otherwise known as co-host of the Aston Villa Review, Stevie Green. But he said, was this season worth anything? And I don't know, like let's talk about a minute ago, I think it was worth all that money and TV money, TV dollars. Yeah, I think that's all it was worth. Was, because um, you, just, you just barely hang on for dear life and you survived. Yeah, exactly. As a fan, it was worth absolutely nothing. Um, it was worth like, I don't know, maybe two years off your life. <laughs> but as a, as a club, I mean... As, as much as it sucks as fans, it would have sucked way more if we had finished 18th instead of 17th. Oh, my um, God. Un unthinkable. Yeah, exactly. So it, we, we survived. And, and I'm not sure if survival is something that we should cheer anymore. Uh, but I certainly think it's something that you know, there's something to take out of this season. And as much as those last <laughs> couple of matches dampened the minutes. Hmm? <laughs> what was that? Certainly can't shuffle. Yeah. No, you're breaking up a bit. Sorry, sorry, we're I'm having internet issues. That wonderful Palm Springs internet. Yeah. <laughs> More like the Palm Springs losing power. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, losing internet service. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, it just yeah, it's it was worth survival, and and that sucks, and it's not what we should be aspiring to. We should aspire to more. But if you had told me in the middle of February after that whole match that we would survive, I would have been okay with it. Yeah, and we and we didn't do a Wigan. I mean, if we would have won the cup and gone down, I think it still would have been a disaster. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, unquestionably a disaster. Because um, I'm not sure if we'd have new owners, even in an exclusivity deal. Or even if you did have new owners, they'd probably be poor. Even yeah. worse. Even worse. Like Lerner, at least he's at least he's rich, albeit stingy, but he, tr he tried in the past. I mean, I think people don't realize he threw away like 100 million pounds like on Habib Bay. And, I mean, he's just dumb, but he, he did he try. He did what his manager told him. He did what Martin... Exactly, exactly. And he did put that guy into power, but I don't know. Villa were pretty close and just a couple things went wrong. Yeah, it just... You mean things like signing Emil Heskey? And yeah, he scored a goal to like save us from relegation, kind of one year. <laughs> Maybe, kind of, sort of. Uh, yeah. It I mean, just... any goal he scored probably would have helped us. But <laughs> it's a very nice view of it, right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you looking forward to the rest of this summer, or are you sort of dreading it? Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing who Villa bring in because really excited about Micah Richards. Uh, I think that addresses a big issue in defense. It'll be interesting to see if, if Lowton goes for Trippier. I, I won't be upset. It's I think it's going to be impossible to clear Hutton off. And yeah. Bakuna, Bakuna Sherwood's going to keep around. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested of, in seeing... Sorry, go on. As of recording, we've got 54 days left in the summer. What do you want to see happen? Mm, I want to see no one get injured in preseason training. Like not knock on wood, but like probably be Leverkusen um, again. Yeah. Did you see? Speak, uh, sorry, this is totally unrelated and probably not all that interesting. Um, but did you see that we offered Benji Seacrest a new deal? No, but that that's really good because I mean we had brought that up on past episodes. Yeah, we said because I was just thinking of that, thinking of injuries in training. Um, on the keep release list that the Premier League puts out every year, he was on the keep list, uh, which given that he was out of contract this year means we had to have offered him a new deal. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we've seen that from Villa in the past. We've seen they've been human beings, I guess, to people. He was hurt for a while, and look, look at him now. He came good. Stuart Downing was signed when he was hurt. He was on crutches. And yeah. he ended up making the, the club a bunch of money. Yeah. Absolutely. So it. And you can afford two thousand a week for Seagrist, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's not like it was a big outlay, there. Um, no, no, but still, still really good, and I'm I'm thrilled about it. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But I think you're right. No injuries during training camp. Training camp opens July 9th in Portugal. Uh so we've got what? Fifteen plus nine is twenty-four days left until that. So just about three weeks from now. Uh, it's ridiculous. There's no off season. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy this year. Um, so when the players have to do all their drinking in one night, and they're obviously not drinking the whole season because they have to play, they just hmm. die on the blacktop. Apparently. What What do you think of that? I I guess we should address uh, that since everyone's I, talking about it. And it's the club blown issued, out of proportion. Yeah, the club issued a statement that says it's an internal matter. Um, it, it's not a matter at all. He, Callum Robinson probably took the picture. He was yeah. there with Grealish on holiday and just I don't know messing around, but the lads went out for some banter. I don't know, like yeah, but, it just it, there's a part of me that says if you're so drunk that you pass out on the blacktop, that's not a good thing. Uh, obviously, it's, it's it's warm there though. Yeah, and he's, he's from England and they're not used to it. He's what nineteen? 
Yeah, and the, the, the media's been looking for something to hit him on since Hippie Crack, which was an old picture. Yeah. He's, I mean, ago. I guess my they're, issue they're is... looking for a reason. If, if he performs on the field, I don't really care too much what he does off the field. And the second part is he's 19. Um, he's 19, and we were all wildly stupid at 19. Um, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, and luckily, no one was taking a bunch of pictures of us. Exactly. I'm pretty sure most people were pass out drunk at one point or another when they were 19. And, and I mean, obviously, there were exceptions. Uh, but it just myself included, I didn't start drinking until a little later than that. But still, it's just... Who cares? We all make stupid decisions, and not all of us have millions of dollars, or at least hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, and worldwide fame. It's just, we all make dumb decisions. Get off the kid's back. If it if it becomes a habit, then maybe it's an issue. But a one-time thing, a once-or-twice-a-year thing, sure, he's a kid. Let him do it. Yeah, I mean, it's he definitely deserved it. It's not like he was coming in off the bench and being Gabby. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Parting. And and this is their off season. They get three weeks or four weeks. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta do it. you gotta get it all out of your system. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he'll be there showing up in prime form uh in Portugal. It's I mean just... it's like it's like Wilshire smoking a cigarette. I mean that's probably more it's trivia trivially detrimental to your playing. Obviously if he's doing it all the time or Ireland. Stephen Ireland obviously took the hookah highway to hell for his career, like, I, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So He's not He's not playing like Stephen Ireland, that's all I have to say. Exactly, yeah. Do, he, didn't do, kill, he didn't kill someone. He didn't punch his girlfriend. He didn't, like... He got drunk. He got really drunk, which we probably all have done. It should just be... It's just funny. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Yeah, because that's the thing. If it was us or anyone else, we'd sort of look at it, be a little bit embarrassed, and everyone would probably laugh. It's what he did to James MacArthur. He put him on the ground. Yeah. It just... <laughs> <laughs> Floored him. So maybe MacArthur was just drunk. That's all it was. Yeah, I saw a tweet this morning, and I just laughed because it said, like, get Grealish, and, like, Grealish was all caps and, like, beer emojis, and he was just passed out. I was like, oh, good for him. Yeah, exactly. You're a 19-year-old. Do what 19-year-olds do. Funny thing is, it's not even illegal there. Like, if he were a 19-year-old no. in the U.S. passed out drunk, we might be able to say, I don't know, kid, you should probably be a little more careful since you're underage. He's not in Europe. No, and I, and I remember um, 2010 Blackhawks parade, Patrick Kane was only 20 when the Blackhawks won it, and the reporter saying, oh, Patrick, you're going to control yourself. And he said, not a chance. And he was just wasted on the, the parade bus, obviously. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Looking forward to that Blackhawks game. And, and he'd even beat up a cab driver before that, too. So he had, like, a prior. But, yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully the Hawks clinch today. Although I, although I will miss the parade for the first time. So that's kind of disappointing. I'm sorry. But it's okay. We, we beat the Ducks when I was in California. So that's funny. There you go. Uh... Anything else we want to hit on the agenda? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, when we're still while we're still on Grealish, um, what's it looking like as far as his national team futures? Swaying. Which is another thing that tabloids just want to hit him with. I say England, but I also say that I don't care that much. <laughs> is that bad of me? Should no, I care more? I don't know. 
it's not really your country, so. Yeah, exactly. That, that's my problem. It's I, whatever he chooses. It's not the national team that I support. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if he was for like Spain or someone or like Brazil, and you're like, oh, he's gonna win a World Cup. Yeah, so, exactly. It's gonna be England or Ireland. Oh, like, yeah, he's... maybe he could help Ireland qualify for Euros or something. Well, they'll qualify because Euros are bigger now. But they, I don't know. Maybe they could make a run or something. Him and Kieran Clark, like that'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, or maybe it could be him, Gary Gardner, and Dolph, and uh, cleverly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you said, if it were Spain or Brazil, it's like, oh, he could win a World Cup. It's like it's, oh, he might advance out of the group stages, or he might qualify for the World Cup if he chooses Ireland. It's okay, sure, whatever. It's, I mean, it's it's good publicity to have players playing at big international tournaments because they're like, oh, he plays for Aston Villa. Who, Oh, they barely avoided relegation again. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of publicity we really want. Um, yeah, but it just and and plus, I don't know. It just I have so much trouble caring about that storyline, and I know I should because I'm an Aston Villa blogger, and I have to write. I don't care. Yeah, sorry. And and from what I can tell, a lot of people, you know, who actually care about England and Ireland, don't really care that much either. No, and I kind of hate Roy Keane, so like it'd be funny if you went to England. Yeah, Roy Keane and Martin O'Neill. Yeah, exactly. And now with now with Sherwood, uh, now with Sherwood. Okay, I think I'm fully in the England camp. Yeah, I mean, it's sorry. Just, he was born in England, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, he's is Birmingham born and bred, like his his great 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 grandfather. Great great. Like great great grandfather. Sorry, mm -hmm. the internet like cut out, but. Uh, played in the final in 1905. But. Yeah, he's, he's an England boy. It just, yeah. But if he wants to go to Ireland, cool, go to Ireland. Um, you can I mean, but if you're good, if you think you're good for England, go for it. Yeah, it just, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know people want us to care more about that. I just don't. <laughs> just, just like Grealish play, that's all we have to say, but... Yeah, anyways, over the summer, we're not going to be doing an episode every week. If you didn't notice, sorry for the delay on this one. But maybe try to get two, two, two and a half a month, I guess, really, every couple weeks. And we're going to try to get guests on. So if there's anybody you want to hear on the pod, let us know. We'll try to get them. We have a couple guys and girls in mind. So We've got someone talking to Tim Sherwood right now. Yeah, actually, in the know. So. Yeah. I, how amazing would it be if we somehow landed Tim Sherwood for a podcast? Yeah, it, it was just it would be some great banter, I think. <laughs> oh God! Oh yeah, and then and we want to we want to say we're still looking forward to doing you what mate. Next. Oh God, yes. We we've got to find some some contributors for the 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 new banter series you what mate for next series. Maybe we could try like preseason. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have maybe a roundtable or something. Bring in some, some of the other SB Nation writers of blogs of the other Premier League teams. So yeah, absolutely. So there's there's plenty on the schedule, but do not expect every single week because this team is not interesting enough over the summer to merit that. But do expect a lot of news on the site regarding transfers and anything going around. Just we kind of have weird schedules, and I work seventy hours a week, so the pot's tricky. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but we will absolutely be updating the site like crazy all summer. Uh, maybe we'll do a show on deadline day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds good. 
Anything so, yeah. else for the week? Nope. I was just going to mention again that the writer series of favorite summer transfer player is coming up tomorrow. So just remember you can comment on there. Join the discussion. Uh, remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and we are still on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blog Talk Radio, as well as YouTube. So if you don't want to watch, you can listen there. But um, yeah, like we were saying, not sure when the next episode is going to be, but we will let you know via Twitter. So for Robert Lintot, I've been Jack Grimsey. Enjoy the beginning of your summer, Aston Villa fans. We'll see you soon. <laughs>